Hi, welcome to another episode of Stress Bucket Solutions. I hope you've been keeping that stress bucket as empty as possible. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today. We've been talking about how to empty the stress bucket quite a bit. But one really important thing to remember is you can also limit what goes into your stress bucket too. That makes things so much easier. If you limit what goes into your stress bucket in the first place, there will be less to empty. Now, you know how to empty your stress bucket, that REM sleep. When we dream, it takes those negative emotional memories that were built up in our stress bucket throughout the day. It takes them out of your stress bucket and shifts them into the intelligent brain where you are more then more rational, more objective in the morning. You've turned that memory from a very emotional, primitive memory and you've turned it into a very narrative, objective memory that you've got more control over. Maybe you could even learn something from that memory or maybe you've forgotten about it altogether because, you know, that traffic jam you were stuck in last week, you don't remember that really, do you? You know, you things look better in the morning. That's why we say it. So there's a really great process that we can do in our sleep that empties the stress bucket. The problem occurs when we pile too much into our bucket and we can't catch up. We can't do enough REM sleep to start emptying that bucket. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to limiting what goes in there in the first place. Now, what you know fills up the stress bucket, or you should know by now, is negative thoughts. It's not the things that happen in your life that go into your stress bucket. It's when you ruminate and dwell on the negative thoughts surrounding those events. So let's stick with our example of the traffic jam. If you're in a traffic jam, yes, it's stressful. It might go into your stress bucket once, but then you'll process it out of your stress bucket. The thing is, if you're in that traffic jam and then you once you've come out of the traffic jam, first of all, you start thinking, you just keep dwelling on it. Oh, it was awful. It was horrible. And you keep thinking about it again and again and again. Before you left on that journey that day, you might have started already predicting there was going to be a traffic jam. Oh, the traffic's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. I hate driving. Um, It's just looking really bad. You see it all over the news. And then those negative thoughts get even bigger. We worry about accidents, worrying about being late, worrying about something might happen in the car. We get very nervous about driving. What you're doing there by ruminating on negative thoughts about the past and then negatively forecasting the future as well, all of that's going into the stress bucket all at the same time. Whether the traffic jam happened or not, the fact that you thought about it has all gone into the stress bucket because your mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So negative thoughts, negative thinking, ruminating, dwelling, replaying past traumas, worried about what's going to happen in the future, all that goes into your stress bucket as if it was real. In your mind, it's as if it was real. That's why it goes into the stress bucket. I know intelligently you don't want it to. You know it's not really happened, but the stress bucket doesn't work that way. It just goes in. So how do we stop those negative thoughts? Well, we can't just say that to ourselves. We can't just say, oh, I want to stop negatively thinking. It doesn't, again, it doesn't work like that. The brain's much more sensitive to to how you're going to control those thoughts. And there's an episode I've done in the past called um, Don't Think About a Green Bus. 
When you put don't or stop in front of something, if you don't want to think negatively, you want to stop negative thoughts, you're still thinking about negative thoughts. For example, if I said to you now, don't think about a green bus, what are you thinking about? A green bus. You have to shift your thoughts to the positive or at least neutral. Neutral thoughts are good. So that's why I ask, what's been good about your week? When you're thinking of something good that has happened today or this week, you're not having a negative thought, are you? You're having hopefully a positive one because I'm forcing you to think positively. And that's all that horrible phrase, think positive, is think about something good that's happened. You can't have a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. By trying to think more positively about good things that have happened, good things in your life that you've got some gratitude over, you won't be thinking negatively. And that means you won't be putting anything into your stress bucket. Now, don't expect you to do that all the time. Remember, your your stress bucket can take a little bit of negative thought. You can empty it overnight, but you don't want to ruminate and add extra into that stress bucket. So you've really got to try and stop yourself before you go on that journey to start predicting the traffic jam that's going to happen. Because 99% of the time, most of the things we worry about never really happen, do they? But we can wind ourselves up that something bad is going to happen on that journey. And then even if we do have a terrible journey, lots of traffic, afterwards, we need to kind of stop thinking about it. We need to just say, no, I'm not going to think about it more. I've made it here. I'm on time or I'm late or whatever. But now that's in the past. Yes, it happened. It wasn't very nice. But if you keep going over it and over it, again, it's going in your stress bucket. So we've got to try and stop negative thoughts in that way. Stop going over your past problems. That's why I'm a therapist that doesn't want to hear your problems. And I won't let you negatively forecast the future. I will ask you in that miracle question or the doing picture question, what if something nice happened tomorrow? What does that look like? That's the total opposite of putting something in your stress bucket. So focusing on more positive thoughts will limit what goes into it. Now, another thing to think about, let's go a little bit deeper. We're going to go a little bit philosophical with this now. If you want to really limit what goes into your stress bucket, you need to have a sense of purpose. You need to be really in tune with your own identity. Who are you? What kind of person do you want to be? Your purpose can be small. It can be big. It can be lots of different purposes you can have. You don't have to have one purpose. So I'll give you some examples. Now, if you are um, a person who is prized themselves on being very prompt for things and you don't like being late for things. So if you if you have this sense of purpose that, you know, I'm a person who's quite organized and I'm a person who makes my appointments on time, then you know what? You're going to be more prepared. Naturally, you're going to prepare yourself the night before or the morning before you're going to leave early, you're going to know your route because that's the kind of person you are. We all know those people, right? You know, they're never late for anything because they make sure they're prepared and they've got the time. They have a sense of purpose that this is the this is the personality they want to be, a, a reliable person, you know, a, a person you can really rely on to be on time. If you want to be, if, if you have a sense of purpose that you are a very healthy person, that you look after yourself, you know what, you're going to eat well. You're going to do good fitness and exercise. 
you're going to drink lots of water, but you have a sense of purpose about you that physically you want to be well, physically you want to look after your body, you want to look after your mind, so you're going to eat well and naturally you will. And that stops you again. You're not putting anything in your stress bucket because you're not thinking, oh, I'm I'm a terrible person. I don't eat very well. All I want to eat is chocolate. And why can't I eat chocolate? You just have an inane sense of your own identity. If you love your family, you want to work hard for them. So if you're in a job that, you know, is really helping you support your family and take them on some nice holidays and put some food in the fridge and take them out occasionally for dinner. You know, that's your sense of purpose. You want to look after your family. You want to do good things. You will work hard for that. You will. You won't You won't rail against the world and say, oh, what, why is everything wrong? Yes, you'll have an objective sense of that. You know, everything right now seems to be just awful. You know, it's winter, the cost of living crisis, the energy crisis. But you will have a sense of purpose. I need to do something to make sure my family's okay. So I need to keep working. I need to look at savings. I need to look at different things. Can you see how the intelligent brain here is more engaged in these scenarios? You're not putting anything into your stress bucket. Now, be very careful of what you do put into your stress bucket, because sometimes I've seen people put in something into their stress bucket, which they thought would be helpful. But actually, it could create more stress. So you again, you've got to maintain that intelligent brain control. I'm going to tell you a little story. Last year, I went to a networking event here in Edinburgh, and it was a female business owners event, and it was really good fun. And often at these events, there's a lot of Q&A at the end, or if we have big group discussions, and people can sort of put their hand up and say, look, if you need some help, or if you need some advice, just put it out to the group, and we'll see if we can come up with an answer for you. And someone put their hand up and said, right, I am just trying to get my business off the ground. And it's I'm a very exciting point right now. Can anyone recommend a business coach? Uh, because I'm just at this cusp of my business. I'm actually finding it a bit overwhelming because I've got two youngish kids to look after. Um, the house is a mess because I'm not giving my house enough time. And then my relationship, I think, might be suffering, but I'm trying my best to do that as well. But if I had a business coach, a business coach would really help me get my business off the ground and it'd be great. Now, that, that makes sense. Uh, sounded good, right? However, someone suggested, and I'm so gutted it wasn't me, but somebody else in the group suggested this. They said, you know what? I, I don't think you need a business coach. I think you need a childminder and a cleaner. And that will help you get on with your business. And there was like a moment of silence where you could hear a pin drop and everyone went, oh my God, that's so true. What Can you see what was happening there? By getting a business coach, this person might have been putting more into their stress bucket because a business coach is going to push you. But actually, if they got a cleaner and a childminder, even just a cleaner one day a week, a childminder a couple of days a week, that would free up their time. That would empty their stress bucket or limit what goes into their stress bucket because that's what they were worried about. They were really worried about naturally their children and their home and their relationships that they felt they couldn't focus on their business, but they wanted to focus on their business. So make sure you're looking in the right place. 
And actually someone else suggested, oh, that they would pick up uh, her kids with this. She said, don't my kids go to school with yours? I could, I could pick them up on a Friday if you want, if that makes things easier for you. And this lady went, oh my God, that's such a relief. And we were all laughing saying, look, sometimes the solutions are very, very simple. And sometimes we create our own stress. So be very careful what you're putting into your stress bucket. It might sound like a good thing, but it might actually be giving you stress. If you can stay in your intelligent, rational brain, you'll come up with solutions more. And a solution in this example is, yeah, just get a cleaner. What what a difference that would make. And definitely cheaper than a business coach as well, probably. So it would make such a difference. Free up more time to spend with the family as well, not just business. Everyone would be a little bit happier. So the message there is ask for help. You can ask for help. It's not a problem. If you need help with something and it doesn't have to be your mental health, if there's there's something going on in your life that you need someone to help you clean, someone to help you cook one day a week, or could they make the dinner? Talk to your partner, talk to your family. How can they help? Can they put a washing on once a week? Can they make sure their rooms are tidy? You need clear communication here. You cannot do everything. Asking for help is a real skill. It's about being open and saying, I need some help in this. And there were lots of people that could have helped in in my example of the networking meeting. There were lots of people that could have given a, a recommendation for a business coach. And I think there were actually a couple of business coaches there and then that, that would have helped. But actually, that isn't the kind of help that this person needed. And that would have made so much more of a difference, like I said, to get a cleaner, to get a childminder or to get some help with the children one or two days a week could have made a difference. So look in the right place. Don't be a victim. And remember, when you're asking for help, you're not being a victim either. You're you're opening up and saying that, you know, I need some help. But another very important thing to remember is to receive help is also a skill. I have seen people ask for help. And when that help comes along, that advice, it's totally blanked and refused. There's something about people sometimes that like to be a victim. So you can ask for help that you're struggling. But if someone's giving you a solution and you don't take it, you're being a victim. Now you've got to find the solution that works for you. I'm not saying that the first answer people give will make a difference. But find a solution. If you're asking for help, Look at who you're asking. Ask someone who you know can genuinely help you, who will empathize, who you see is doing things really well. What are their solutions? You've got to implement those into your life as well. So to receive help, to understand advice and to put things into action, that is also a skill as well. So don't be a victim. When you when you receive help, you know what? You can pass that on later. Do not be embarrassed to ask for help. Pass it on. Pay it forward later on. You will. I know when I started my business, when I've wanted to do other things, people have helped me. And if I haven't been able to directly help those people back, I have tried to help others just by giving time and just by giving advice or explaining how you've learned things. So don't be a victim. Ask for help. But also there is a real skill in receiving help. So it's time to prioritize. Something's got to give. You can't do everything. 
So if you want to look after your children and run a business and have a healthy relationship and have a perfect home, you know, something's got to give here. You, you can't do it all. You're going to have to ask for help or you're going to have to prioritize. What is the priority here? Something at the bottom of the, the list is going to have to go. And there's a lot of, that's another thing that will limit what goes into your stress bucket. You know, you if you are very busy, if you'd rather be out with your kids on a Sunday playing in parks and going swimming, then you're not going to have the perfect home. You know what? The sky's not going to cave in, but you're going to have such a good time with your children. You will be limiting what goes into your stress bucket. If you're out with your children, but worried about how much of a mess your house is at home, you're not very present in either of those places. Nothing's getting done and it's all going into your stress bucket. So it's okay to say no manage your personal boundaries and curate your life in a way that you want to. There's no rules for this. As long as you're happy, you've got to make yourself happy. So something's got to give. You look at your priorities and your priorities are your priorities. If you want to do things a certain way, that's up to you. But there is a lot of relief and a lot of emptying the stress bucket when there's things on that list where you think you've got to do everything. You can just let go and accept it's not going to happen. You know, sometimes we just have to accept, yeah, my home isn't going to look like a show home all the time. But you know what? It's an open door policy in the home. It's very friendly. Your children are happy. Your family's happy. You're cooking well. You're eating well. You're running your business or whatever you're doing, working really hard. But you can't do absolutely everything. And some things really just don't matter uh, as well. In the grand scheme of things, they don't. Honestly, they don't. So I hope this has given you some food for thought today of how to limit what goes into your stress bucket. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this podcast, please pass it on. You don't have to listen to all my podcasts. If You can dip in and out of either of them, see if there's a title that you like. Um, but I hope that this will resonate with you or with someone you know. I'm going to leave it there for today. I hope that makes a difference to you in your life. Let me know how you can limit what goes into your stress bucket. Because the less you put into your stress bucket, the less you'll have to empty at night. And if you're getting a good night's sleep, you'll be able to empty that stress bucket by the morning. It'll be absolutely empty. Wouldn't that be a lovely place to be? Keep doing your three Ps as well, everybody. Remember, positive activities, positive interactions, and positive thinking. Always the hardest, positive thinking. But you can do it. Remember, it's about what's been good. So if I was going to see you in a session next week, I would say to you now, we'll be, it's been lovely seeing you today. I look forward to seeing you next week and hearing about all your good things. Can you see what I'm doing? I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up here to make sure you look out for the good things in life. So until you hear this podcast next week, I want you to look out for all your good things as well. Take care and bye for now. <music>